Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. And I'm Marcy. And this is minute three of the movie Roadhouse. This minute starts with Tillman looking at money, and it ends with a guy demonstrating his idea of a little fun. This, this episode is kind of the continuation of let's see how a high-functioning, expensive bar can rake in cash hand over fist. So like, there's hundred dollar bills getting placed down. Did you catch like this minute begins with like a classic 1980s line. Did you hear what that guy said? No. So he says, so here's the line. Cause I wrote it down. He said, how about some gold plastic? Oh, that's and then he cute. tosses what I assume is an American express Amex, card on a yeah. tray. Cause that's what you would expect. It was funny in that billfold, they place a hundred dollar bill in there, but there's a $1 bill on the other side. What I noticed about that too, and is that, Whoever is paying this bill just feels so cavalier about just taking a $100 bill and just sort of gently tossing it into a pile of lots of other money. Yeah. Everybody feels safe until the guy towards the end of the the thing where the woman stabs it with a penknife. I would also point out to you, I don't know if you noticed this because it's hard to see without the subtitles. Did you hear there's a really short but really weird conversation that happens in the crowd right after that? Here's what it is. I got it off the subtitles because you hear something and then I looked at the subtitles. One guy says... He told her that, and then the second person says, she's her boss. That's weird. What do you think that means? Well, definitely that, you know, she's getting fired. Oh, so you think the, that she told her boss something shocking and got canned? Yeah, sure. After this, this is the final actor credit that we get. We get the and Sam Elliott. Yeah. And then after that, we, we finally get our first shot of our hero, Dalton. He's um, just doing the head nod. Yeah, so f- since this is an audio podcast, why don't you describe what you're doing right now for people who can't see you? It's not just an up and down motion. The chin kind of comes out a little bit. Yeah, I would say it's... It's, it's more of like it's, an it's, sev- it's like It's like 75% back and forth and like 25% up and down. It's very, it's very odd. What do, you think, was... what do you think he's doing? Do you think he's sincerely grooving along to Cruzados for the umpteenth no. time? It's just in the background of his subconscious, but he has to spend his whole life in these clubs. So he just kind of like gets in the zone. All right. Well, the rest of this minute seems to revolve around this conflict. And I have the lines here. We'll also talk about what's in the script. Would you agree that the purpose of this scene is for Tillman to ascend? Like this is Dalton's job interview for Tillman. Yeah. This whole scene. Yeah. We hear the sound of breaking glass, the woman's voice. So this is really, this is a two-person conflict. There's a man and a woman. They get in a conflict. The woman says, you a-hole, what do you take me for? And the man says, this is a great 1980s quote, about a hundred bucks. And he lays a hundred dollars on the table. She responds by... Well, she stabs the $100 bill with what looks like a pen knife or an exacto knife. It says here that the woman stabs the $100 bill into the table with a metal nail file. Do you think that's possible? Maybe. It didn't look like a nail file. Though. When I first saw this, I thought, she's carrying a switchblade. I cannot imagine a nail file being sharp enough to penetrate a wooden table, and then later on, as we're going to see, penetrate Dalton. Yeah. I don't think so. Do you think it would be possible for you to do that if you had to? Well, if you I were, mean, if you were really mad, if I had just essentially called you a call girl, do you think you could stab that dollar bill into the table? I uh, maybe. As you would expect in a quality club like 
Jack Wade's bandstand. Dalton is not necessarily needed at first. The bouncer team comes into play. I have written down here that the bouncer is very nice. He says, excuse me, sir. And then the man, and this is where the man is joined by his partner in crime. There's actually two men for the mm-hmm. most of the rest of the scene. He says, hey, effer, get the F away from him. And then the first man punches the bouncer in the face. And then, you know, there's a whole pack of bouncers that step in and are essentially kind of neutralizing the situation. So what were your thoughts when you kind of watched that whole exchange before we see Dalton on the scene, just with the bouncers? Well, I was just, there's a lot of things about that woman that are very strange to me. And then... I haven't mentioned the fact that he kicks her chair and knocks her over backwards onto the floor. I probably should have mentioned that too. And she's wearing like a a leopard print, but it's got, it kind of looks like a poodle skirt from the 1950s when they used to wear saddle shoes and they had like crinoline underneath their dresses. Can you explain to us who you know are guys, what crinoline is? It's, well, it's like that late, it kind of looks like lace stuff, but it's clearly there to like make her dress look more voluminous. This woman is wearing something that no other woman in that club is probably wearing because most of them are in those very tight lycra dresses. And now we have this woman that's basically in a poodle skirt, but leopard print purple poodle skirt. So it's big, and it's probably like way down past her knees. Marcy, this is fantastic. You are exceeding expectations. Remember, you on minute one, you were officially deputized as our fashion critic. Yeah, well, and there's, there's some no, strange fashion in this movie. There's no way I could have come in with that kind of analysis. Well, and so yeah, you are once again proving yourself to be indispensable. All right. Okay, so you got these three bouncers. Dalton walks over into the scene. You can see they cut back and forth between Tillman and Dalton. So clearly. Tillman sees Dalton come into the scene for the first time. Dalton steps forward and says, quote, I think it's time for you gentlemen to leave. And then that first man, the man who was putting out his $100, says, It's all right. We were just having a little fun. It's okay. I'm sorry. And that's the end of our minute. Okay, it's time to turn our attention again to our character actor spotlight. And I think given what happens in this minute and the fabulous introduction that we get to the character of Dalton, that we should spend a little bit of time talking about Dalton and the character of Dalton. I like how you're doing your Dalton head bobbing thing right Mm -hmm. now. That's good. I want to read to you from the first page of the shooting script before they even actually get into the action. This is just like what appears on the cover. So here's what it says about Dalton. Dalton has a degree in psychology from NYU. He drives a new Mercedes. His entire worldly goods fit easily into his trunk. He carries his x-rays and medical records with him. He keeps in superb condition a body that has been shot and stabbed and had more than 30 bones broken and has been screwed back together by an impressive array of stainless steel screws. He has already worked in almost half the states in the Union. He makes a lot of money. He is the best at what he does. He is a bouncer. So you see right there, he's. it says he's a bouncer. So I, like in our last episode, I confessed to feeling like I didn't know what his job was. And I thought he was a bouncer, which didn't seem like a very significant thing. And you're telling me that he's the bar manager. And here we are, it's saying he's a bouncer. So I was not wrong. You were not wrong, but I think he is more than a bouncer. He well, is a bouncer, but he is actually a cooler. They really undersell him. That's true. 
Well, you must have been working off of your unconscious knowledge of the shooting script then, and I don't blame you for a minute for that. That makes total sense. It just ends on he is a bouncer. What do you think about the rest of that description? Well, you know, it seems to fit, you know. I feel like Dalton doesn't um, hold a lot of stake in money. Like, he's got this car, he doesn't really drive, um, and he doesn't seem to have a lot of possessions, nor does he, like, seem to spend money on anything. As we're going to find out in a couple minutes, he gets paid a lot of money for what he does. Do you think Dalton is a wealthy man? What is he doing with his money? I think he's saving it and investing it wisely. I think he is actually sneaky rich. He doesn't seem like someone who would like just like blow his money on drugs or gambling or wasteful uses of money like that. He owns a very expensive car, as we're going to see in a couple of minutes. He doesn't have anything to really spend his money on. I think he's got it all socked away in T-bills or something like that. Okay. He must be doing this because he loves it. Why do you think Dalton is a, became a bouncer? There's got to be a reason why he enjoys it. Do you think it's possible that he's ex-military? Do you think he was in the military? No. Where do you think he turned his body into a deadly weapon? I think he met a more, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Well, and like he's like all Tai Chi up. Of course, his Mr. Miyagi is Wade Garrett, Wade the Sam Elliott character. Yeah. But something must have made him. So you think he just like came in on the ground floor? He was one of the lowest peon bouncers, and because of his amazing ability, was turned into the best damn cooler in the business. Yeah. All right. I think that's possible. What's he gonna do with that money, though? You know what he should do? He should buy Wesley Manor and fix it up into. The place that, like, the good guy's estate. Yeah, take out all those dead animals. All right, I have a, a little bit more information about Dalton. Uh, as we've talked about before, and as the people who made this movie freely admit, this movie is essentially supposed to be a modern-day Western. Mm -hmm. And so there is a theory there that a lot of the names of the main characters come from either classic Wild West real people or characters from old Westerns. So it's possible that he is named after someone named Emmett Dalton. Notice the first name, Emmett, is the name of one of the characters we're going to meet soon. Here's what Wikipedia says about Emmett Dalton. An American outlaw, train robber, member of the Dalton gang in the American Old West, part of a gang that attempted to rob two banks in Coffeyville, Kansas in 1892. He was the only member of the five to survive despite receiving 23 gunshot wounds. Two of his brothers were killed. So what do you think about Emmett Dalton? Well, I mean, the amount of injuries fits, right? All right, so that's option number one. I'll leave that one out there. According to screenwriter R. Lance Hill, Dalton is named for Dalton, Georgia, which he was driving through one time and stopped at a local bar, which gave him the idea that I'm going to write this movie. Let me tell you a little bit about Dalton. It's right there on the northern border between Georgia and Tennessee. It has a metro area population of 142,000. It's home to many of the nation's floor covering manufacturers. The agglomeration of the carpet industry in Dalton can be traced back to a wedding gift given in 1895 by a teenage girl, Catherine Evans Whitener, to her brother and his bride. The gift was an unusual tufted bedspread copying a quilt pattern. She sewed thick cotton yarns with a running stitch into unbleached muslin. You understand what all this means, right? Well, it, it just means that, like, she's made a line of stitches that go straight. Chenille bedspreads became popular all over the country and provided a new name for Dalton, the bedspread capital of the world. Oh, chenille, huh? I'm sure you're wondering who are some famous people from Dalton, Georgia. 
One of them is the ex-wife of former President Donald Trump, Marla Maples, and baseball player Harry Leon Suitcase Simpson. Wow. Now that you've heard those two stories, which one would you like to say is a more likely story for the character named Dalton? Or would you say it's an amalgamation of the two? Well, I think the first one is a little bit more in line with who Dalton turns out to be. He doesn't strike you as a quilter, is what you're saying? Right. Okay, I think that's fair. Uh, Let's turn to our miscellaneous features. Um, Once again, there's a lot of people in this scene, and so I've asked us to do our segment called Crowd Surfing, where we're each going to pick out one specific person that we saw in this scene that we liked the best and explain why. So would you like to go first this time, or would you like me to go first? Well, there's a, a man surrounded by women right behind Dalton when we first see him. He looks shorter than all the women around him. He definitely looks older, maybe like in his 50s. He's just there, surrounded by women. He's just there, surrounded by women. Okay, that's a good choice. This, for not for the last time, this is going to be a time where we disagree, because I want to show you at second... About second 13, there's a guy, he's got a classic 80s look because he's wearing his sunglasses at night. He's got curly hair and I would say a pseudo mullet. He does, the reason why I like him in this second so much is because he appears to be mirroring (laughs) the actions of our crowd surfing uh, unanimous choice from the previous segment. He says, hey, he does the same point and wave thing and I would like to tell me if you're willing to accept this as a premise. I would like to imagine that in this roadhouse scene, the woman from the previous minute and this dude wearing his sunglasses at night are simultaneously recognizing each other, and they both have the same coordinated point and way of maneuver going on. That is interesting. However, they could not be simultaneously doing that because... Our dude Tillman is right in front of her and then right in front of him. But she's not looking at him. She's looking off to the side. Yeah, but you time warped Tillman. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point. So it's just on a delay. They're communicating very slowly. I think they both just went to the same point and wave in a bar school. Yeah. Let's turn to our second to last segment. Uh, So let's do our Dalton's Rules analysis for this particular minute. Rule number one, did we underestimate our opponent? Is there anything in this moment uh, that we don't expect? Well, I mean, I didn't expect the whole pen knife knock off the chair situation. I mean, like I said earlier, I feel like it's a little extreme. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the side of I feel like this isn't that unusual for a typical say Thursday night at Jack Wade's bandstand, but I hear where you're coming from. Certainly, it was surprising for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about rule number two? Did we take it outside? Did we not start anything? No, this entire minute takes place inside the bar. And that's gonna be the case for a lot of our minutes. How about the last one? Were we nice? It sounded like everybody that was on the bouncer team was being very cordial. I noticed that too, right? The first bouncer says, excuse me sir Mm -hmm. and then Dalton says I think it's time for you gentlemen to leave he's very nice the man and the woman not so much not so much not so much Uh, let's talk about our last so our our last feature with all of our guests on our Friday episodes it's just going to give them a chance since most of them are not going to be recurring 
hosts to just talk very briefly if there's any other section of the movie that they want to just refer to or make any brief comments about. Out of all of the remaining 111 minutes that we are going to be talking about over the next several weeks, what are the two or three minutes that you're most looking forward to talking about? I really like the scene with the monster truck going through the car dealership. Uh, I really am looking forward to the Tai Chi and then rolling into the chase and then rolling into killing somebody with your bare hands. Okay. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Come and join us on Facebook at The New Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at @rhminute, And you can email us at daltonsaysbenice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.